you to save the galaxy. I believe in you. No, none of you guys are going to play Ender, huh? <laughs> I just want to blow up planets. Shut up, Dad. Maybe. Oh, you're so annoying. Which brings us to the theme of this week's Top Ten Thursdays. Hello, I'm Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Kala Westman. And Matt Karsten. So, uh, reviews for Ender's game are coming out this week even though the movie doesn't come out till uh november 1st so that's exciting <laughs> i didn't even which part that. that it's coming out <laughs> that the reviews are coming in to reassure us that it's bad it's <laughs> so like oh god i have to go see that i feel yeah. i don't know what they're what they're at right now i think they're on the downslope though I tell you, IGN.com, the video game website, gave it 7 out of 10. Okay. maybe I don't know. Maybe, you know, people will be like, all right. It's possible. Maybe. maybe. But what we're talking about is is, is the chillins, the children. Uh, I don't know if the kid in Ender's Game is annoying. Didn't seem that annoying. Hmm. That's the same kid from Hugo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he's good. But still. He's no Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh, man. I bet, I bet he's done some annoying stuff, right? You know what I love is when Patton Oswalt on Twitter just retweets Jaden Smith's tweets. Because they're really funny. Because he's <laughs> like, they're exactly the kind of tweets that would come from a 14-year-old boy who's had everything in life handed to him. <laughs> he's just like... Kids shouldn't be learning stuff at school. They should be teaching the class. You know, just like it's supposed <laughs> to be inspirational, but it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's pretty, pretty amusing. Parents just don't understand. We can just put Jaden Smith like the person as honorable mention. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I didn't see the Karate Kid remake. I saw mm. Pursuit of Happiness. He's fine. I feel like it's hard. It's, it's not fair to knock like a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, oldie was in that movie. Well, uh, I feel like over five, then it's okay. <laughs> I feel like for most of these, we have to go back to like the late '80s, '90s, when there's a lot more. I feel like there's a lot more movies that starred kid, like all kid casts, and there's a couple that we don't have that I'm sure had some like annoying kids, like. I've never seen the big green, but you can't tell me that fat kid's not. Is he not annoying in that? He's a comic relief. Or what about that same fat kid in Sandlot? He's a comic relief. I feel like that kid's not too bad. I'm sure there are other kids in both of those movies that are more annoying than him. I feel like he does a pretty solid job. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I haven't seen those movies in many years, so I don't know. Maybe you're right. I feel like for the most part, though, this list seems like it's trending towards 
more serious or action movies that for some reason like let's put a little kid in there. Yeah. And you know that can backfire in so many ways if the kid's a bad actor or just how the kid's written or both. Mm-hmm. So which I think leads us right into our first one, which is Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace. We've talked about this before. What else can we say about Anakin? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Brilliant performance. All right, let me hear it. Why? Um, five <laughs> words. <laughs> now that's pod what? racing. I mean, that's all you really <laughs> need to know. Now that is pod Sean, racing. Now, no. Sean, how do you no, feel no, about now, pod now, racing? Now that is pod racing. I just wonder what do you, like, how that's he practiced that method. line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now, now he's in front of a mirror. Now that was pod I doubt little kids really think over their acting choices. I mean, I think that's the thing about child actors is they don't think about it a lot like adult actors do because they're so self-conscious. Little kid actors are just like, I'm pretending. I'm just going to say the words and it's going to be fun. So basically I'm saying it was probably the first take when he said, no, that's pod racing. Well, I mean, if it's George Lucas too, Mr. First Draft is good enough. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good, I guess. That's perfect. Perfect. Now let's go build it, it, some robots. Man, that kid's probably a better actor than George Lucas is. I don't know. We'll <laughs> ne- maybe we'll never get to know. Do you uh, think it could have... Yeah, Sean? Well, I guess Jake Lloyd is our age, right? So I guess him playing Anakin was like an opportunity for us to imagine what it would have been like to be in Star Wars. Is he our age or is he younger? He's our age. He's born March 5th, 1989. Wow. I don't, like, so remember so feeling... Like three weeks younger than June. I don't remember, like, watching that movie as a 12-year-old feeling that I was the same age as him. You felt like he's younger? Yeah. Child actors, I feel like, tend to be smaller. Because you want something that looks young... But is actually like a good actor, so you find those kids that are good that are, tend to be better actors, but like look really young, so they can play younger. Yeah. I don't remember how old Anakin's supposed to be. Supposed was to he be supposed like, to be about nine, ten? Yeah. I don't know. Well, so, well this, what's the line in the Weird Al song? He's nine, but she's fourteen, something like that. There you go. <laughs> Before citing Weird Al as the credible source. Yeah. Hey. He did his research to make. Seriously, that we were talking about this like. When you were here, Colin, in San Diego. Yeah, I was. We were talking about that song. And, uh, like, yeah, because he had to, like, do... He had to write that song before the movie came out. So that was, like, your main source of the plot of the movie before it came out. Yeah, okay. It was intense. Incredible source. But, I mean, do you think it's the, the, the acting or the dialogue or just a little bit of both? Just the like, fact that... Do you think it could have been better with another kid in it? Well, okay, so, f- uh, I mean, on the very first level, it's you take the most, like, badass villain in all of movies and turn him into a little kid, it's not going to work, right? I mean, if, if you imagine Darth Vader as a kid, you imagine him probably being, like, real, you know, maybe like the kid from a looper or something, you know, powerful and scary and not fun to be around. And that's not at all the direction they went in because, you know, I guess... I mean, the arc is about his fall, so I guess it, it's sort of reasonable. But it's 
it just doesn't seem justified to go back this far into his life and make him this young. Especially because, like, all we had to go on before was that Obi-Wan and Anakin were friends. But, oh, oh God, why? <laughs> it definitely ruins some of the thoughts, like, I had about Vader. Because now I think of, like, do you think every once in a while Vader just, is, like, would sit, like, drive, like, you know, he's flying his TIE fighter. He's like, this is Pogchase. <laughs> <laughs> or like, wizard. <laughs> or Nito. <laughs> I don't know. Do you say things that you said when you were five years old? Oh, maybe a few things. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's matured beyond it, but it does kind of ruin the character knowing knowing all that. Yeah. But then on a secondary level, it's like if you're going to have a, a kid character in a movie, why, why do you do that? I mean, in most cases, it's just so you have someone to, like, protect or save or rescue. Um, but otherwise, it's to you know, bring that, you know, the innocence to a story, right? To, to give that childlike point of view of, you know, you know, maybe, maybe the kid's the one who like hugs the monster and you realize, oh, that's actually like, it's a nice guy or something. But Anakin Skywalker's plot is fall in love with a girl and race people and fight in a spaceship. None of these are good things for, a, a kid's plot, you know, they're, they're more entertaining when it's an adult when that, cause when it's okay, it's, it's really deflates it when you have a, a kid, first of all, a character, you know, is going to live into the sequels, be put in action because you know, obviously there's no stakes, but then especially when it's a little kid, you're like, well, they're not going to shoot down the spaceship with a little kid in it. Right. <laughs> so there's like no tension at all with Anakin flying around. It's just goofy fun. And who cares about that? Yeah. I almost feel like it was worse that he wasn't the star, too. He was just kind of, like, on the side. So for most of the movie, I feel like he's just, like, chirps in every now and then to say something annoying. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, this cold. secondary character that has really bad dialogue that pops up every now and then. And I get that, yeah, kids are supposed to be like, that could be me. But at the same time, it's like, if you know what happens to him, like, oh, he gets teledeformed and becomes a bad guy. Like, why would you make that the character that kids want to be? That I want to be, be the tragic Shakespearean figure. Did you ever feel like that as a kid, though? Did you ever see a kid movie and think, yeah, he's just like me? Because uh, I know in my experience, I always I always wanted to be Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. I never wanted to be Anakin Skywalker boy genius. I mean, maybe there's a couple movies where I identify with the kid, but that's usually because it was like the kid was the star or it was the kid movie. Like, there wasn't any other characters. But yeah, when there's cool adult characters, you tend to gravitate towards one of them. So I, it, the move didn't make any sense to me. You, we just kind of hate him going into it. Yeah, it, it seems like they would have been way better off if they started with where Anakin was in episode two, right? Where he's like... <laughs> learning to be a Jedi and he's conflicted because he's like an angry guy, I guess. I mean, sure. Attack of the Clones has lots of problems, but at least Anakin feels like a main character. Yeah. But I mean, in that scenario where you say we'll start Anakin as a, you know, 20 year old, I don't think you make Attack of the Clones like you do. It's probably a lot better. <laughs> Are you guys sad that young Anakin never got to fight young Boba Fett? <laughs> like they weren't the same age. It didn't light up. 
Well, no, they if they had fought each other, why would Darth Vader hire him later? Because <laughs> he's like, I respect you, bro. That time we fought. You're trying to disintegrate me? That's why I'm all like, no disintegrations. <laughs> exactly. That game was pretty annoying, too, but he didn't really do anything. I guess I give the prequel trilogy some credit for not being loaded down with things like that that just hurt enjoyment of the original trilogy. So I feel like there's not... I feel like you can put a, a lot of the prequel trilogies out of your mind and enjoy the real Star Wars for what it is. I really yeah. like Star Wars, you guys. I don't think I've said that enough <laughs> lately. It's been a while since we've... My mom recently reminded me of the time I went to uh, church with my grandparents and I was in the like class, the, like Bible, the little kid, like Bible study class thing. Sunday school? Sunday school. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really like following the, what was going on. And I guess at some point I asked, so wait a minute, is Yoda God? <laughs> How old were you? Like 13? Uh, I'm, yeah, I, was, I imagine I was like, you know, four or five or something. Pretty good question. And what kind of yeah. answer did you get? Yeah, I'm sure that they just talked me down, and then probably talked to my parents after. And be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I feel like you had a lot of those moments, John, as a kid, where you spoke out, and <laughs> it was kind of uncalled for. I was just asking a question. It was supposed to be school, right? You're supposed to be encouraged to ask questions at school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I think you're a Hellspawn like Damien and the Omen remake, which we saw on 666. Ah, Pretty clever. Everyone remembers that. No. In in theater. (laughs) I don't know. That's when it came out. We don't think we saw it opening day, but we all saw it together. I have no idea why. I feel like going in, we knew it was not going to be very good. It sounded like a fun thing to do after Wiffle Ball. Yeah, but it was the opposite of fun. Mm-hmm. This is like the most soulless remake like ever. It kind of ruined the seeing the original Omen for me just because like they're pretty similar. It's not like shot for shot, but it's basically scene for scene. And I don't know. I, I, I saw this before I saw the original, and I still enjoyed the original. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what made this kid different from the kid in the original. I feel like the kid in the original was pretty quiet throughout the whole movie was this kid more talkative or something or anybody remember i don't really remember i don't really remember i just remember the original now i kind of blocked the other one out of my mind (laughs) i think i just put this kid because i wanted to try and understand why we saw this movie i don't think we have an answer to that but i think the kid he was probably fine. It was just like... Just a movie. It's just the movie. <laughs> and you couldn't help but be like, well, this kid's not very scary because this movie does not do as good of a job as sort of uh, creating a, a tone that sort of feeds this kind of dread and fear that the original sort of had. God, the original's hella scary. Yeah, I guess it's pretty scary. Did you know that this kid recently played Ethan Hawke's kid in Before Midnight? That was the kid? Yeah. 
All right. Good for him. <laughs> he got in a good movie. Okay, let's just move ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come back to it and see if we, we rediscover something else about the omen. Until then... I'm, I'm going to give it the bump. I'm going to bump it right now, unless someone comes up with something later on. If, uh, I'm, we have to have, like, a revelation. <gasps> like this weird, like, flashback. Because, I, I mean, Damien's part in the omen is just, he, like, rides around on a bike, and he, like... He doesn't, yeah, he's not really a main character. Which is weird. Yes. He's a source of tension in the entire yeah. film. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's because it's... A, He's more of an object than a character. That he represents, not, yeah. not his own malicious intent. Yeah, all right. It's ruining Leif Schreiber's life. He gets enough <laughs> of that in reality. Sorry. You think that kid bugs Leif Schreiber? <laughs> I just... I don't know. <laughs> it's not exactly what I meant. Anyways, let's move on to Shane. Joey Starrett. I remember this kid bugging the shit out of me when I saw this in Mr. Enzyme's class. I think that's where I saw it. I'm sure he was like, he like, oh, like one tear goes down. <laughs> Mr. Enzyme in the back. It seems like his kind of movie. In the in the scene where the kids just yelling for Shane to come back. Shane. Mr. Yeah, Enzyme's. that's annoying. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. Like it's an iconic scene, but I feel like the kid is kind of just a. Just a little shit. Yeah, but I mean, he, of course he's gonna look like that because the two male role models he has are such badass dudes. That, like, obviously he's not gonna turn out to be a good person. It's just not even fair. His dad's awesome, and Shane's such a cool guy. Shoots people. Yeah, but if I recall, there's two things that bug me. I think one is that he's really whiny, especially at the end. Like, I don't think that's like for me. That's never been a great scene. I'm just like, oh god. Like, I just wish Shane would like come back and like just like whip out his gun and <laughs> be like, don't cry no more. Uh, uh, but then also that kid, this isn't fair, but he like looks, there's, he's, there's like a look about him. He just like looks stupid. Like, I just want to smack him. There's something about God. the way he looks. No, there's a very like glazed, despondent look that he there's has. There's like a, <laughs> <laughs> he's got his big teeth sticking out and his stupid little pinhead head. <laughs> I just remember the one scene where Shane's in, like, the bar fighting people, and the kid's, like, chewing on a piece of candy, and he's just like, durr. Uh, <laughs> did he even, like, say anything? I feel like he was, like, he wasn't, like, handicapped, was he? No, but he <laughs> seems like he could be. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just, the way they used him, he was, he wasn't, I didn't, like, relate with that kid. I was just like, God, this kid's stupid. I know that seems mean, but I guess all of this is mean. It's mean to like say we're just picking on children. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easy. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that kid bugged me just for like little reasons, I think. But it's enough to get under my skin. Yeah, I mean, you look at a movie like True Grit, and you can see how effective a little kid character can be in a western story. That's an amazing child performance. Okay. Movie. <laughs> oh, I was, uh, okay, fine. It's good. I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of the original. You're probably talking about the remake. Yeah, I am. Okay. I haven't seen the original. I feel like the kid in this movie, like, they wouldn't trust him with any more dialogue. <laughs> like, it would ruin it. Like, so, I, so I, I get, I feel like he's not even that good. Like, I don't know what, are we just, we like him just because he's sad? I'm like, oh, poor sad kid. 
I don't know. I'm not getting that vibe. Is that kid? Is that guy dead? Yeah, he died when he was 30 years old. <laughs> I was just curious. I, I, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, now we feel even more. Oh my god. Let's move ahead. Let's let's. <laughs> To John Connor in Terminator 2. But John Connor goes on to save old man Khan. What's wrong with that? I don't know. There are just some moments where he's like kind of a bratty little kid. And I'm like, you're being a dick. Uh, he teaches the Terminator like cool slang. <laughs> he's like, no, man. Hasta la vista. <laughs> Which no one aside from his, him has ever said. You don't know it was the 80s, man. Or the early 90s. It was a different time, I suppose. I guess another reason to kind of, like, maybe be annoyed by John Connor early on is that he's, like, a little shit, like, criminal. Like, stealing shit and riding his little motorcycle. And then, like, was he cheating on video games? I don't, I don't know if he's cheating on video games, but... You don't cheat on video games. Hang out with the salute, your short How do you cheat kid? on video games? You start playing board games? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I think what Javet was like, he was rigging the arcade so he wouldn't have to pay as many quarters. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I guess that maybe that didn't happen, but he definitely he definitely like stole from an ATM or something, right? That bastard. Yeah, that's what's frustrating about uh, the John Connor character, kind of like the Anakin Skywalker character. With uh, you know, he's surrounded by these serious, kick-ass adults, and like he's part of this huge, dire situation. And he's like, oh, I'm just gonna be a dick. It's like, come on, guy, get in the game, man. You're supposed to save us all, and you're like. I mean, I mean, I guess it bugs me that when the kid's annoying, it makes it harder for me to believe he's going to grow up to be this, you know, savior of mankind. Like, I don't buy it. Like, there's something about that that eats away at me that, like, when's this change? It just one day he's just going to wake up and be totally different. I mean, I, I maybe that's the thing is this whole experience changes him. But it's not necessarily it's not always fun going through that transitional period. Hang out with a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, we've seen Terminator Three now. We know how he turns out. And I haven't just... seen it. I haven't seen. It. Well, wait. Who's Who's John Connor in Terminator Three? Oh man, Nick Stahl. Is that his name? Yeah, Nick Stahl. He was the yellow guy in Sin City, and then disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, what? What? He's in was... Bully. I don't know what else. So he's in. he's Christian Bale, right? In the new one? What do you mean? In the yeah, he's in the new one. So Nick Stahl isn't secretly Christian Bale. No, yeah, <laughs> I understand. It's a secret idea. But, like, how much older... I haven't seen either of those, but I recently purchased them. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. purchased Terminator Salvation? It was, like, five bucks on Blu-ray. I was like, oh, might as well complete the set. That does not sound like a wise purchase. <laughs> There's more to come, too. I know. See, I, I, I got to get ready. So, okay. Anyways, it was worth my $5. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. But uh, so does that guy, like, is it plausible? Like, what's the what's the timeline there for him to turn into Christian Bale? Well, it's, it's, it's modern day, like, 2003, I think, is it? I don't know because it's confusing because doesn't Terminator 2 take place? little later in the 90s or does it take place in 1991 
Because they're always saying, like, the world's going to end on, like, 1997. Like, in 1997 or something. But then it, like, doesn't. But then in, like, Terminator 3, they're like, Judgment Day is still inevitable. Like, it's still... Yeah. Like, it didn't happen, but it's still... Well, it... Nancy, spoiler alert. Cover your ears for okay. a <laughs> Judgment Day happens at the end of Terminator 3, finally. Yeah, oh my god. Theaters. And you're good, Claire, Nancy, you're and good. Claire Danes is there, too. Mm-hmm. Because she acted and stuff before. Mm-hmm. Does she become Ray Stiles Howard? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's not go. Uh, I'm going to have to go on the Terminator wiki to find an answer to that one. <laughs> You know what's kind of sad is I'm not sure that I've ever liked John Connor in any of the movies. <laughs> Maybe in, like, the first one where he's just, like, you see some kind of older guy who's, like, just there. Like, that guy looks kind of cool. Like, I'll drink a beer with that guy. But I don't know about... Like, Nick Stahl is totally wimpy. And Christian Pass is an asshole. <laughs> Screaming. Try to watch that movie without thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> is, um... Is... I can't remember. In the first one, is she pregnant with him? Or is it just that she will have a son eventually? She, well, if you remember Consummates the first one, she gets impregnated by Kyle Reese, which is so weird because I don't want to. I don't think I can spoil anything by saying that Kyle Reese is in Terminator Salvation and he's younger than Don Connor, <laughs> which is really weird. He's Anton Yelchin, but it's really weird. To answer your question, yes, Bryce Dallas Howard. Does or Claire Danes does become Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. You know what's interesting to think about is Christian Bale himself was a child actor. Uh, he could have been like young John Connor. <laughs> or what if they went the other way and what if Eddie Furlong was still John Connor? Like this fat, hooked up guy. He's like, oh, we're gonna save the world, guys. Gotta do a bunch of coke. <laughs> you know, he's just. He's got like a machine gun, the KFC Go Cups. Much <laughs> cocaine. And he's saving the world in this huge blockbuster movie. <laughs> One thing to think about. Edward Hey, man, war's a hell of a thing. Because that guy went down a really unfortunate path because he did have some talent. I like them in American History X. Yeah, I see that movie. So, I don't know. Some some of those style actors just don't can't seem to make the transition. Uh, speaking of that, I can't remember. Oh, damn. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I thought we were going to Jurassic Park three. But we we're going to the first one. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that I haven't seen them in a while, but I have seen Tim Murphy every now and then. It still pops up. Were you not there when we watched all the Jurassic Parks? Hmm. Wasn't that not too long ago? Yeah. Were you there? It's been a couple of years now. Jurassic Park. I like Jurassic Park. It's a, it's a classic adventure, adventure sci-fi movie. But I think the two kids always bug me just a little bit. They don't, like, ruin the movie. But there's a couple big things. One thing, I think particularly the older sister, Lex, first I feel like right off the bat she has this sense of superiority because she's like, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a computer genius, blah, blah, blah. And she's like hacker. this. She's a cyber hacker. It's a Unix system. <laughs> like, I know how this. Sh- 
How's she a computer hacker for like these like Jurassic Park computers that only like five people like know how to use? Yet she could it, like crack it. It's just like surfing. Is it Unix, John? Come on, man. It's Unix. I know this. That was such a bullshit. But the thing that's so weird to me is here she's this computer hacker, yet she doesn't know how to turn off like a fucking flashlight when they're stuck in a car. Well, see, that's that's just a commentary on the disconnect between digital skills and like real world skills. Like I know how to make a website, but I couldn't build a box out of wood probably. I mean, actually I could because I took shop class, but... (laughs) But and that's I just <laughs> for an hour. Believe it on that flashlight that attracts a T-Rex. That gets like everybody killed. Like that gets the lawyer killed. That gets Jeff Goldman gets hurt because of that. Because of the stupid thing. She's like shining it in its eye. Because it looks. I don't know why. They, that that really bugs me. And then she's out. just like, and she's just fucking screaming the whole rest of the movie. As for as for uh, Timmy. Uh, I think he's mostly annoying in, in the starting when, but he's supposed to be, I guess. Like when he's bugging Sam Neill, and he's asking all these dinosaur questions, and Sam Neill's just like contemplating his own suicide, <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just the kids never shut up. Uh, I feel like they they think they're so smart. I don't know. There's, there, I don't know if that's a Spielberg thing because I feel like Spielberg has a. There's, there's a trend. There's definitely a couple of Spielberg type movies here that, or Spielberg related movies that have annoying kids. Why do you think he attracts annoying kids in his movies? Like you the annoying kids like, come to him. Well, I, I feel like his movies are kind of built to be for people of all ages, so maybe he feels a need to att- attract that demographic as well. Sometimes. Yeah. I'd say he usually does pretty well with kids. Yeah. I mean, mean, Jurassic Park is a weird instance because in Jurassic Park, the kids are supposed to be annoying because the, I mean, that's the whole beginning of the movie is Sam Neill hates kids. And so, like, pair him with some kids. They're like the ultimate annoying kids. But then, you know, they they show their value when (laughs) one of them locks all the doors with computers and the other one gets electrocuted. <laughs> <What? laughs> it's a valuable skill. Does does Timmy do anything of value? <laughs> he hides from those raptors. <laughs> no, he just gets electrocuted. <laughs> he, sh- he shows them how powerful the fence is, so they know. <laughs> you know they're like, both okay. already over it. And but no, I feel like early on, though, in that T-Rex scene, I feel like Lex definitely is just the character who's just, like, screwing everything up and get, almost getting everyone killed. And I think with a, a adult, no one happened. So you, Timmy, are you trying to... knows we, some stuff, right? That's, like, his thing, right? What? He, like, knows some stuff about dinosaurs, and he can kind yeah. of relate to Grant. So that's that's what... Because he can be like, it's a gallimimus. Gal- gal- and he tells dinosaur jokes. Yeah. He's, he's the Andrew Bexel of... <laughs> every every elementary school has those two little first graders that like are obsessed with dinosaurs, you know. But they don't tend to go on to study dinosaurs. It's just a phase. I think if I went to Jurassic Park, I wouldn't want to study dinosaurs. I'd be like, nah. 
I've seen it now. Oh, oh man, I almost forgot about the, the, the fat kid at the starting of Jurassic Park. Remember that kid? <laughs> Look, it's like yeah. a giant turkey. See, that's why I was trying to remember. That's why I just wrote kids in Jurassic Park, because <laughs> there's that scene in the opening of the movie where they're looking at the raptor skeleton, and then some person about there, some dumbass fat kid, he's like, that's not very scary. Looks more like a big turkey. Yeah. It's like no one was like, this is super scary. And Samuel's like, this shit will fuck your life up. Slice you across the belly, spilling your intestines. (laughs) It's kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) A weird guy. Yeah, I mean, that scene is supposed to be about Sam Neill not being good around kids, not this one kid being a total little punk. But Yeah, but is anyone on that kid's side? No one's on that kid's side. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, that kid's right. I mean, sure, he's talking about how they maybe had feathers, but I don't think anyone ever in history looked at the skeleton of Velociraptor and said, yeah, it looks like a big turkey. It's just a, turkeys don't have giant tails. And big sharp teeth and like claws. I mean, kind of. Think about it. And like he that... would be terrifying. Yeah, I want to see like all a gobble gobble. God. I want to see where that kid is somehow killed by some like big turkey thing. <laughs> It'll be like the prologue to Jurassic Park 4. Yeah, it's that kid. It starts like first he has a flash, like he has like a bad dream where he wakes up. So you know it's him. Or maybe he has a picture of him. Yeah, he's a grown man now who keeps pictures of himself as a child. <laughs> it's like a picture of, like, Sam Neill holding the talon, like, up to his stomach. <laughs> and he, like, it just keeps him, like, awake, sleepless nights. And he's, like, out in the wilderness. And, it, like, the turkeys come for him. <laughs> the dinosaur turkey. It's, like, new hybrid. That's, like, the new Jurassic Park should be all about. should be about, like, combining, like, dinosaurs with, like, birds. Like flying, like with wings and shit, but like feathers. It's called Jurassic World, so that would work. Yeah, birds are on the world. Yeah. Before we get to Jurassic World, though, let's talk about Jurassic Park 3 <laughs> and specifically talking about <laughs> P Boy. <laughs> Why P Boy? <laughs> Why did I just Google that? That's the most famous scene, right? Is when he meets Sam Neill and they talk about gathering pee from Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's the most famous scene? <laughs> famous scene from all Jurassic Park 3, I think. Pretty sure. It, that's the one I remember. That's what Colin remembers. Although... Had that, what, like, had that in the trailers and there's like a record scratch? Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, but I guess I guess once he joins the group he's pretty useful so your biggest problem with him is that he drank pee to serve high so he wouldn't die no he was he was more than drinking it he was using it as uh, something to scare off dinosaurs because they would smell the T-Rex pee and they'd be like oh no yeah, it seems like a pretty smart move. Yes, good strategy. So I don't understand why we're talking about this kid. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember him being that annoying at all. 
Yeah. I feel like you guys are just putting any kid on the list. Like it's <laughs> you know, this was a hard list to come up with. You didn't put anything on. Exactly, because I wasn't just gonna put a. I was because I wasn't just gonna put a random kid on there just because he's a kid. Yeah, I want your inside a little vampire. Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Scariest movie right, I've ever that's, seen. That's enough. <laughs> I'm just saying. What's the little vampire about? So, okay, I'm going to go completely off memory. Which okay, is terrible. The best way to do it. The best way to do it. So, <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a kid. I think it's the kid from... Uh, we'll be talking about this kid. Yeah? J- Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah, Jonathan Lipnicki. Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Of... Uh, well, that was before his big, you know, L- Little Stuart or whatever that movie is. <laughs> Stuart Little. Stuart Little. <laughs> you went last name first. Yeah, like, you know, uh, it's official. Anyway, so he's like a, like a, you know, elementary school and he like makes friends with this other kid and then it turns out he's a vampire. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much all bit? I remember. <laughs> Does he get bitten by his friend? I literally, like, what I said is probably not true. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. You didn't say that much. Really, all of that was false. <laughs> I think he's a vampire. That's all I remember. This <laughs> called the little vampire. <laughs> I just typed little vampire into the Google search bar, and little vampire fan fiction is one of the suggested <laughs> results. We're going to read some of that? Good radio. A little vampire just pigs out on some lasagna with Garfield. <laughs> and you know where it goes. So you're doing crossover fanfic. That's the best kind. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It like really Slimer is. and Sam Witwicky Transformers. <laughs> and he's getting raped by Slimer. <laughs> is he young enough to be put considered? I, I thought about that Shia LaBeouf if we could put him on in some form but I don't think he was I feel like he was a teenager by the time he was doing I mean, even if, if he's playing a guy in high school he's, he's probably older than that yeah cause he looks like a a baby man forever <laughs> young yes uh, well in Transformers 2 he goes off to college so he must be at the very end of high school in Transformers 1 yeah and in real life, he's probably like 25. Probably older than that. Yeah, like 30. P-boy. How yeah. old is Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Between 25 and 30. Okay. Uh, All right. Tra- yeah. There yeah, are some mm-hmm. details about Transformers I did not know <laughs> that the Wikipedia is making very clear to me. Like what? Like the AllSpark was discovered by Captain Archibald Witwicky, who was like the grandfather or something. <laughs> Great grandfather of Sam Witwicky. I don't okay. remember this at all. <laughs> well, for perhaps for another time. He's twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's like exactly in the middle of 25 and 30. I wonder if he's 27 and a half. Then it would be perfect. 
Anyways. Uh, let's, let's go ahead. What we got yeah. next? We got uh, 500 Days of Summer, which the character Rachel, which is just like this little soccer kid that Joseph Gordon-Levitt talks to about his lady problems throughout the movie. Um, you know, it's just kind of a cliche having like a smart-talking little girl that seems wise beyond her years because yeah. those kinds of people don't exist. <laughs> little kids are stupid. They don't know anything. It's like she's so much more world worldly than him, and she knows more about romance. It's like, oh, look at me, such a dope little kid knows more about her love, playing soccer. That movie yeah. sucks. <laughs> you don't like that movie? I'm all right with that movie. I like it. This is that was just like Shad's date movie. That's yeah, what I always call it. the shot that the movie that me and Sean went to, and that everybody else was couples, and we shot sat next to each other. They're like, yeah, maybe we should have seen that dolphin genocide movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Cove. Um, but no, I like that movie. I mean, that's definitely if I had to pick some little things that I were, I was kind of bugged about. That would probably be one of them. I think you're right. It is kind of a cliche, and I I don't know. Man, it, I, I get that's supposed to, it isn't supposed to be like realistic and it's supposed to be funny, but I feel like I don't know in that kind of movie I would have preferred some other kind of person for him to relate his romantic woes to. Just have him talk to an adult that doesn't have to be a little cutesy kid. Because I mean, you got enough cutesiness when your female lead is Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, when you're using your dining room table as a Pac Man machine, oh, that's so cool. Like and that was Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. As yeah, the, it was. I think that was like before she'd really done anything else. And she's usually pretty good, but yeah, that character did yeah. bug me a little bit. So I get where you're coming from, totally. Yeah. You guys well, like, I like this, the movie too. Maybe, just this, this is like the one aspect that kind of bugged me. Maybe it's just something about kids named Rachel, because the next person on is Rachel Ferrier from War of the Worlds, which is the character that Dakota Fanning played. And this character more or less spends 90 minutes screaming, just never stops screaming, while Tom Cruise and Goku are fighting aliens. I'm like, <laughs> like, she ain't doing shit. Okay, that reference is pointing out that the, the guy that played Goku in uh, Dragon Ball Evolution is in this movie. Okay. Just wanted to clear that. That this wasn't <laughs> the actually folks. the greatest movie ever made. For the folks of home, it actually stars a cartoon character. Ethan Hunt. <laughs> Goku versus aliens. <laughs> but, I mean, she's, 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 there's nothing she could do. She just screams. And I feel like Tom Cruise spends half of the movie carrying her, too. And I was looking this up and how old the character's supposed to be and how old Dakota Fanning was. And she's like fucking 10 years old. And you know who else is like 10? It was like 10 years old at one point was like Harry Potter. And just think about that for a minute. Can you imagine if Harry Potter was in this and like just screaming the whole time and like Tom Cruise had to carry him around everywhere? <laughs> like, I don't know what we're supposed to take away from her. Is she supposed to be cute? Or do we just feel bad for her? Like, I don't feel bad for her. I felt, I was more, you know, concerned for Goku because he's risking his life going out there. You didn't, you weren't sure if he's going to come back. Might go to the home of infinite losers. <laughs> Is that what it was called? 
<laughs> in the American version. Because they couldn't yeah. say it. But they had those shirts that said hell, so it's like, well, so what this, we change this to? Is this movie any good? Like, I remember coming out and people were like, yeah, we're we're all going to see it collectively, but uh, I didn't end up seeing it. Yeah, I remember me and Sean saw it the same day, but not together. I feel like it was kind of a big deal. I thought it was kind and, of sweet. And we were like, eh, I don't know, it was okay, I think. <laughs> okay. It wasn't like, I don't think it was bad. I don't know that there was anything that was spectacular about it. I mean, if I had to pick bad things about it, some of the characters would probably be the first things, and Profane would be my number one. Right. You know, I hate hearing people scream the names of other characters in movies, and there's something even worse, like if it's a little kid, because then it's just ten times more shrill. But you know that character's not going to get killed off, so you're going to have to put up with it for the whole time. It's tough. Well, so Tom Cruise, he was like a deadbeat dad, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when the movie starts, he's like just trying to like ditch his kids or something. <laughs> but then the aliens come and he's like, well, now I have to protect my kids, it turns out. And uh, Goku just fucking hates him. Is Goku his son? Goku's his son. He's, you know, like pretty adult. Yeah. But then there's little Rachel uh, I guess she's just adorable I don't even remember her having much dialogue before the chaos she's kind of hanging out like her thing is like oh she doesn't really care she's off doing her own thing I guess she CD players I guess her function would be to be like the mediator between Goku and, and Tom Cruise right like because there's so much tension between them she's got to be the, the force that keeps them together mm-hmm yeah, but it's not always fun to watch. <laughs> uh, well, on the topic of Tom Cruise, though. Yeah? Let's just go right into Jerry Maguire, huh? And we'll talk about little vampires. It's Fred himself. That was very poorly worded. Uh, Jocelyn Nikki Ray Boyd. Son of Renee Zellweger's character. Ugly, ugliest adult alive. Currently. What? Ugliest adult alive currently. Who is the ugliest adult alive? Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> talking about he's, he's ripped now. Yeah, he's like really weird looking. I gotta look him up. I guess I haven't seen him in a while. I thought he's all ripped and handsome now. Maybe I, I'm talking about like teenage Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> I feel so. like Jonathan Lipnicki looks okay, but it's weird that he still kind of looks like a kid and is not really tall, but is ripped it feels really wrong whoa let's try to yeah (laughs) yeah i was i was yeah never mind (laughs) jesus christ i didn't know you're so ripped blew you away blew me away damn speechless (laughs) damn well because yeah because i was talking about like there's there's like a teenage version of jonathan nicky where he's like really Weird looking. It's so weird to call it. There was a teenage version of it. Like, <laughs> like he leveled up. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look at pictures of him when he's a teenager. It's disgusting. It's kind of like Jack Osborne got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like a teenager. 
But anyways, let's try to focus on him as like a little derpy six-year-old with glasses. What, what do you think was annoying about Ray and Jerry Maguire? Well, it's just kind of a little thing. I mean, he's not a huge part of the movie, but he kind of adds to the fact that it's weird how much I like the movie Jerry Maguire, even though it's got a lot of little touches that are kind of cornball, like the fact that they have this little kid that's spouting off weird facts. And, you know, there's also the presence of Renee Zellweger, which I, I never really enjoy, but I really like Jerry Maguire for some reason. Yeah, I like the movie too, but Ray does uh, get on my nerves a little bit because, you know, no one wants to hang out with the kid who keeps asking you questions and keeps bringing shit up, like facts, like like he's something he just learned today is the most interesting thing in the world. And I feel like Tom Cruise just kind of puts up with it because it seems like he's like gone kind of insane. So... Yeah, he's a, Not really. he's like a, a little kid. I don't know. But, yeah, well, he's he's like super adult. harsh. Get out of here, stupid little kid. I don't care about your questions. What what kind of what actor could you put in that role that would not have put up with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if Arnold Schwarzenegger had been Jerry Maguire? <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Should we just spell the whole cast of Kiergaard Cop, or do you guys like those kids? I mean, they're so clearly supposed to be annoying. <laughs> I don't know that there's enough in that movie that are clearly defined to... No, they're not really characters. It's just kind of a group group dynamic or something. I don't know. I mean, Ray, Ray Boyd's not that bad. I didn't say that, like, I hated him. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, he definitely annoys me a little bit. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I don't hate him. I mean, it Plus, doesn't at least, help... At least his presence does uh, warrant that babysitter character. That is awesome. Yeah, he's trying to teach Tom Cruise about jazz. America's only true art form. <laughs> but, I mean, when you have a movie that's already, is, like, sentimental and sappy to begin with, and then you throw in this, like, little cute nugget of a kid, I mean, it's, it's going to, it's only going to add to the, 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 the cheese ballness and the corniness and that does add up to be a little bit annoying so mm-hmm. I, I get it all right I totally get it but one thing I will never get is the appeal of short round in the temple of doom Nancy you're a defender of short round hell yeah what do you like about short round your portrayal <laughs> you want to explain you- that <laughs> no John, you want to explain that? Nancy's <laughs> terrible. Nancy loves just spouting out things from real life. Well, we used, we to, would we used to make uh, videos uh, for our pop culture classes, and we just did a video on the 80s, and we did some movie parodies, and I played Short Round, which is <laughs> me being on my knees wearing a black Beatles wig. <laughs> And I'm going, oh, I don't know anything, Dr. Jones, agent Chinese secret. <laughs> like, super racist. <laughs> and that's basically what Short Round is. He's, he talks like, like I don't know, it, it's, there's something about him that seems kind of like an offensive portrayal of an Asian person. So I mean, I, maybe that is how they talk back then. Yeah, but. so I, uh, I saw that portrayal before I saw Temple of Doom. And so when I was about to watch Temple of Doom, I was just pumped to see how accurate John's... Uh, 
acting really was. And it was spot on, man. It was. Uh, <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't be spot on. But I was all about it. I was like, man, this little kid is awesome. Dr. Jones, I Dr. Mean, Jones. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I can give a pass to like, okay, maybe if, an, if there was an Asian kid around like in the late 20s or early 30s, maybe that is how you would talk. But he has this really like annoying, enthusiastic attitude. Like, and he kind of likes to bug Indiana Jones, if I, if I recall a little bit. I mean, just because a kind of stereotype existed at that time doesn't need you, mean you need to put it at the forefront of a movie. It's not like uh, there's an Indiana Jones where a guy's in blackface all the time, but it's justified because that was a huge thing back then. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Short Round even, like, I'll always hate that. Like, really, short Round's like, okie dokie, Dr. Jones. <laughs> Call, he fucking calls him Dr. Jones. And just the way he says it. He has all these cutesy nicknames and, like, buzzwords and catchphrases. Like, like he was supposed to be the comedic relief, but I don't, I don't know why any of that's funny. It's not funny to me. I mean, it's why they had to make it PG thirteen. <laughs> because of short round. <laughs> yeah. Kids, <laughs> kids aren't ready for that. With, like, another thing to do with a guy's heart getting ripped out of his chest. Nope. It's all about short round. Short round. And I don't even really feel like. I'm not really sure what he's uh, in the movie. I guess the thing is that Indy Indy's kind of looking after him because he doesn't like have anyone else. But oh. I don't feel like I don't feel like Sharon really adds that much. Like I don't. It's not like he's like some sort of expert with gadgets or something. Like he's just kind of there and reacting in an annoying way and needs his help all the time. Well, it seems like since Indiana Jones worked so well alone in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. They thought, what if we made Indiana Jones partner up with the two most annoying people possible? And he, like, has to save them. And then by the end, like, they have to try to help save him. And that would make a good movie, right? Yeah. But then, I mean, I, I, no. I do think, I, what was her name? Billie Jean? What the other character? I, I'd, I'd probably say she's, she's actually worse than Short Round. But, she's so um, much worse than Short Round. She's, she's way more useless. And she has this very shrill kind of call. You know, she's always just like, Indy. Isn't there a part in the movie where she's just like grossed out about something, but like Indian short round are going to die. And she's like, I don't want to do it. It's gross. She has to like, they're in like a little space where the walls are closing in. Like, so they're going to be crushed to death. And basically she just has to reach her hand and like push this button or pull this lever. But there's like a bunch of bugs in there. Sounds like pretty gross. But they're like really big. I just remember Harrison Ford going like, we are going to die. She's just like, ah, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, Shirt Round, really. A lot of me, a lot of things bug me about that movie. And I wouldn't say he's the worst thing at that movie, but he certainly doesn't help it for me. I don't think he's lovable. I don't feel like there's that many Shirt Round fans, except for, I guess, Nancy. Uh, so there you go. No time for love, Dr. Jones. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, some bad stuff. Let's talk about the Bad News Bears, the remake. And we're, we're, we're going for the whole team. Uh, also a remake we all saw together. Oh, yeah. I, and I also don't think we expected it to be good, but we're like, let's spend money on this 
Good idea. Now, I guess the problem with this is that in the original Bad News Bears, it is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of charming how much of a ragtag team of sort of uh, of kids they are and that, you know, there's the one kid who who's swearing all the time, which is, I guess it was unique for that time, but now it's like, oh, a smart-ass kid who just says shit a bunch, you know, well, that's, that's really charming. I get enough yeah. of that in the real world. <laughs> it, it's interesting, yeah, how that, I feel like that one character, particularly the, the small blonde kid who fucking swears all the time. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he grew up to be me. Uh, um, just because I described it fucking swears all the time. <laughs> I think it did work better because it was a different time, and I, I feel like as the times change, for some reason that character didn't doesn't really work as well anymore. Like, that kid was... I mean, he's annoying, but... I feel like he was edgier in the original, too. I don't know if that's just me, but I remember that I movie think it is. More. There are some things... I feel like he says, like, the N-word. He N says the N-word. He does say yeah. the N-word. And one of my favorite characters in the original Baddies Bear is also, like, super annoying, but it's, like, so funny. I, I, I guess it's just it's a better script. The fat kid in that one who's, like, eating a Hershey's bar while he's behind, you know, the plate, and Walter Matthau's, like, yelling at him. He's like, I got low energy. I'm starving, okay? <laughs> like, that kid's hilarious. Like, that's what I love about the original. Is it's, like, so shocking to see these little kids, like, swearing and being, like... A, you know, a douchebag, and then in the in the, in the remake, it just it it felt it felt so it derivative. Feels, it feels like it's it's actually softer in the newer one, even though we're so more accustomed to a raunchier style of comedy nowadays. But I guess they tried to make it more of a kids' movie with this one, sort of. I feel like they weren't sure if they wanted to go the raunchy route of the original or make it into a softer kids movie. So it's just kind of in the middle and it's pretty blah. Well, we we really saw it because of Bad Santa, right? Like I felt like that's why I kind of wanted to see it just because I wanted more of Billy Bob Thornton yelling at kids. I don't know but that it, I'd seen Bad Santa it just, at that point. It just didn't quite live up to that. You know, I mean, looking... I was just going to say, looking at it, I think the remake, yeah, it looks like it was PG-13. Mm -hmm. So, and the original would definitely get an R if it was, if it was re-released or something yeah. around today. I mean, so, there, I mean, there you go. It's, a, it's like the they're holding back a little bit. It. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. There's definitely a, a few kids in the new one that I really didn't like, though. I seem to recall being really bugged by there's a fat kid in this one who's like in a wheelchair who I think was also, he's played like young Jack Black twice. <laughs> yeah, and cool. he was just super annoying. But you, you felt bad because he's in a wheelchair, so. <sighs> Couldn't hate him too much. It was, it was a confusing experience. <laughs> uh, you want to move on to the Goonies? Yeah, all right. I, this is, I feel like this is controversial because I feel like the Goonies are um they're kind of Love. beloved it, it's a it's a popular movie i've never been a big fan i always thought the kids were kind of annoying probably doesn't help that short rounds in it <laughs> as one of the kids and i was really more thinking like i was gonna put a ch chunk or what's his, what's his name was it chunk fat kid it's gotta be chunk. <laughs> i was just gonna put him um initially 
But then I thought about Short Round and Corey Feldman and that one older teenage girl. And there's just so much whining in this movie, especially from Chunk. He's always getting upset. And I understand, yeah, it's a scary situation. There's pirates, there's weird mutants and stuff. But, like, it's, it's really tough for me to sit through that for, like, 90 minutes. And I was reading some, some funny things about how uh, Spielberg, you know, he's, he, he was pretty good with Guy and the Kids, but Richard Donner, who directed it, had a miserable experience <laughs> directing little kids because they're always talking over each other and shouting. And I actually found this quote that I like. I mean, it's, it's, it's joking. He's kind of joking, but it's still, I still thought it was funny. And he says... I think the unique thing about working with the kids on this picture is that every night I'm contemplating suicide. (laughs) Individually, they're wonderful, the warmest little things that have come into my life. But in composite form, you get them together, and it's mind-blowing. I just thought that was... I mean, he's joking to some extent, but obviously you can see how it ate up at him. And I feel like that kind of shows on the screen a little bit because now that I recall, I mean, the kids do talk over each other a lot. And, you know, may, that may be true. That's what kids do in real life. But I don't know. I don't necessarily want to see that in a movie. So Goonies always bugged me a little bit. I'm glad I got Richard Donner, like, a little bit on my side. <laughs> I'm sure he, he enjoyed the movie, you know, when it was done and everything. And he probably looks back at it fondly to some extent. But it, it, it's clear that he was definitely annoyed by something going on there. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Goonies? I've never seen it because uh, I never ended up seeing it as a kid. And then as I got older, I, I would hear people talk about Goody's affectionately, but I'd be like, well, you know, I'm not 10 years old, so I probably don't need to see this movie, right? Yeah, I've never seen it all the way through. And I've, what I've seen, I was like, eh, whatever. I'm I mean, like, oh, Goody's so good. Oh, my God. It has a charm. It. It has really great sets, like good music. It has like a little bit of a Spielberg touch to it. It has some whimsy going on. I don't think it's an amazing movie. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie either. Um, but it, it just kind of eats at me a little. What about you, Sean? Have you seen Goonies? No, I um, guess it's because none of you guys saw it for John. <laughs> I'm the only person that saw I mean, I definitely saw it. And as a kid, I'm pretty sure we had it on, on tape. I just felt like for sure if I watched it, like once once... I feel like no one ever talked about it when I was a kid. And then, like, once I was, like, 15 or 16, people were like, remember the Goonies? That was so fucking good. And I just known ever since then, like, if I ever go back, I'm just going to hate this movie and I'm not going to get it at all. So I just ignore. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just one of those things where you had to be there. Yeah. You had kid. to be there and no one, the word did not get out, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was somewhere else, some, some other kid neighborhoods, not ours, except for John in secret. It's like an A.G. Bell thing. I went to A.G. Bell for two years. Yeah, but not 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 enough. I mean, they yeah, they I they showed they sh- they started showing everyone the Goonies in second grade. Yeah, I missed I missed out. I mean, it doesn't help that it was kind of embraced by hipsters and people that grew up back then. So it kind of has an annoying fan base too. So that doesn't help. Um, too bad we never got to do any kind of like pop culture parody of this huh mm? i don't know what i would have done you would probably you probably have been stuck as as sloth Rod, the <laughs> monster because <laughs> aj would have been chunk and i would have i don't know who i would have been so what would i do i just does he talk or does he just yeah he can oh. talk. he's he's pretty much he's retarded but he's got a heart of gold 
Oh, good. <laughs> you know, he's got that famous, he's got that famous line that's like, the baby Ruth. <laughs> I thought he's pretty annoying, too. I do not think that character's funny. He's hideous. Can't, can't wait for our annoying retards podcast. <laughs> God. Oh, no, that'd be so terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on to one more ensemble cast uh, with the Willy Wonka kids. I'm talking about the flustered at the end. Yeah, it is weird. I was I was mostly looking towards the original. I mean, that's the point is that in the original Willy Wonka, Charlie is the only good kid. Uh, But that you know that doesn't stop the other kids from being little shits that are really irritating. Uh, Veruca Salt, I think, is probably the worst. She's all stuck up and gets everything her her you know her own way and everything. But some of the other kids are kind of annoying, too. And they're stupid, so they end up getting, like, deformed and all sorts of gross stuff. All right, let's see if we can remember who they are. It's been a while since I've seen this. There's the annoying girl who, that's the one who likes bubblegum, right? It's like Violet or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Violet. Then there's uh, the I don't know her name. There's like Tom Tommy TV or something like Mike that. Mike TV, I Mike think. Mike TV. Yeah. He's always like banging, like shooting his little guns. Bang, bang, bang. And he, he likes television, and so he gets trapped in TV, right? Mm-hmm. And then they take him. No, they take him out. And he's like, little, he's all small. I remember in the book they had to like stretch him out. Um, <laughs> painful. And then there's like the fat one, Augustus, Augustus Gloop. Gloop. I guess he's not so bad. He's awesome. Well, he's All these guys are awesome. <laughs> he's just a big fanboy. <laughs> no, Augustus, don't drink the river. You know, my, this is unrelated, but you know what my favorite part of that whole movie is? <laughs> is when they're interviewing Augustus and Gloop's family and they put the microphone up to his dad he, he and he eats it. a bite out of him. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hungry, man. Do we miss any of the kids? Uh, so it's three. Well, we got Veruca Salt and Charlie. Yeah, so t- the two boys, Charlie, the girl. Is there another girl? I thought it was just the four of them. Is there four? Did you get the rich one? The one that the wants the one? the one that wants the egg, golden Veruca egg. Salt, yeah. yeah. She's like the biggest bitch of them all. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't have any problem with these characters since, like, they're all supposed to be like that. And, like, that's what makes the movie good. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe this is a case where we can actually use annoying kids. Like, they're the top. They are annoying, but it's still, like, a good movie. Okay, I see. I don't know. Like, going on. Maybe we can take it in another direction. Yeah, I feel like we've mainly been taking it as a negative connotation. (laughs) Which is okay, because if we get rid of them, we got ten. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, that is a good movie. I like I like the great kids movie. in that. But they are. I mean, they're supposed to be annoying. So, uh, so wait, which one is Violet and which one is Veruca? Veruca is Violet. If that's her name, is the one that's always chewing gum. Yeah. And and Veruca is kind of she's like rich and she just feels entitled to get everything. So what happens to her? She she's just like singing gets a straight song up, and she, yeah, straight up burnt in the furnace. I think yeah. murdered. Does that or she fall to her death? Into a furnace. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's a combination. She like falls, but there's like, oh no. Because there's like a you know, there's like a goes. scale that measures whether the egg is a good egg or a bad egg, and she gets on it, and it's like, oh, bad egg, and then she, and then <laughs> the mom or dad is like, where is she? And 
And Willy Wonka's like, oh, she's straight up dead. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Do they all die? What? They don't die. Oh, yeah, like in the, in the book, I think, you know, they're in the glass elevator shooting up, and, and they can look down, and, yeah, they see, like, Mike TV, and he's, like, 10 feet tall. And he's all stretched out. He's all, and like they like see everyone walking away, but in the they're movie, man, they're dead. <laughs> they're deformed. All right. Willy Wonka is a great guy. He invites a bunch of kids to come to his factory. Well, maybe if the kids well, weren't so shit, yeah, <laughs> to get deformed. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, so if we if we take that off, do we we have ten? I think so, yeah. All right, cool. So out of this 10, who or what team <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the least annoying? Uh, who's on the lower end, probably? Uh, I'd probably go lower end ones for me would be John Connor, the Jurassic Park kids, maybe, and Shane Kid, just because... He doesn't really say enough to, like, offend me, but enough to just be off with it. Yeah, yeah I, I'd put John Connor on the lower end. Because <laughs> he has some moments. I mean, yeah. some of these characters do. There are definitely some heartfelt moments, like like the last scene of the movie. Yeah. It, that one works. I just love the idea of him being in Terminator Salvation. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, guys! <laughs> Yeah. Make Terminator meth. I don't know what that would be. It seems uh, like the Goonies should probably be number nine because we don't know. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we're getting into. Yeah, I'm not too down on kids in Jurassic Park, I guess. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then how about, like, between... The Shane kid and Rachel from 500 Days of Summer. I would probably uh, put Rachel lower just because she is kind of a a background character. And mm -hmm. Joey and Shane is kind of like the character that you're seeing Shane's story unfold, you know, through his eyes, even though he's like, it's just, it's just so boring. <laughs> being with him on this journey. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like you should have some sort of connection to this kid, but he's just kind of there. Okay. Should we put Joey at, at six, or is there anyone who's less offensive than he is? Like Ray, maybe? Yeah, I could maybe go Ray at six. Okay. Again, because he's a more minor character. Okay. 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 Uh, let's see. I don't know, maybe the... I can't really remember how bad the bears were. Yeah, neither can I, since we saw it. It was like early high school. Sounds like I a pretty good number four, then. I feel like they're not as iconically bad as some of these other ones, because every list where I, like, Googled annoying kids, or even annoying movie characters, the three we have 
always yeah. came up. Okay, well, it's it's good to have these three as our top three because we, I think we've got like the three main ways you can go bad with a child character. <laughs> you can use a child character to ruin a good classic character. You can have a child character that contributes nothing but horrible screams the whole way through. Or you can have a character that's just based on racist stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we put short round at three because that made us laugh? Yeah. Or should we put him at yeah. two because, you know, I don't know, three. To, to his credit, short round helps out. And he's way better than the damsel in distress in that movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I haven't seen War of the Worlds. But uh, from what you described, Rachel Ferrier sounds pretty annoying. Yeah, but she doesn't have massive ramifications for your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> her annoyingness isn't bigger than her. Yeah, it's not as long-lasting. <laughs> like, I still wake up in the morning and I think about Fatabetis. Damn you, Jake Lloyd. Oh, it ruined everything. So, our... <laughs> I like how even in a... In a top ten list of like bad things, Star Wars somehow can find its way to the top. Yeah, Star Wars is always number one. So I guess the rule. Our bottom ten booby children characters. Uh, number ten, John Connor from Terminator Two. Number nine, the, the aggregate Goonies from from the Goonies. Uh, number eight, uh, Tim and. Girl from Jurassic Park. Lex. Lex. Uh, Is that her cyber hacker name? Is that her real name? That definitely sounds like a cyber hacker name. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's it's gotta be. Uh, Seven is is Rachel from 500 Days of Summer. Six is Ray from Jerry Maguire. Five, Joey from Shane. Four, just all the bears from the remake of Bad News Bears. Uh, Three, Short round from Temple of Doom to uh, Rachel from War of the Worlds and number one Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And in wrapping up, I'd like to just remind everyone that we have a website. It's mildlypleased.com and an iTunes feed, which you can subscribe to or browse through and download old episodes we've got like a bunch of different kinds of podcasts in there now including uh pitching tents which is a very different style show that we did that i don't know we had some fun doing might try again uh but until then just keep on praying that we can schedule something and, and get something out next week thanks for listening bye